Psalms 55 verses 16 and 17. Psalms 55 verses 16 and 17. You will find these words and this is a Psalm of David. He says, as for me, I will call upon God and the Lord shall save me. Verse 17, where we want to pay close attention to. He says, evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud and he shall hear my voice evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud and he shall hear my voice. I want to talk to you all just for a few moments or as a spirit lead from this subject matter, pray until God hears you. Pray until God hears you. Evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud and he shall hear my voice. Pray until God hears you. David wrote Psalms 55 in response to his own betrayal by a close friend. Let me say that one of the most traumatizing experiences in life is that of being betrayed by a friend. The pain pierces to the bone. The womb is deep and slow to heal. Betrayal is often referred to as a stab in the back because treacherous friends usually strike when we do not see it coming. And so scripture does not identify the exact occasion, but many scholars have concluded that the setting was when David's son, Absalom, revoked against him while he was king. Ahithophel was David's chief counselor and trusted friend. And sensing Israel's increased support of the king's rebellious son, Ahithophel switched his allegiance from David to Absalom. And so being betrayed by a friend uh, it can inflame our emotions like few other experiences. In fact, as you read through Psalms 55, you'll witness uh, the scope of David's distraught 
you would notice the scope of his agitation, his emotions. With all these turbulent emotions raging within him, David poured out his heart to God. And as he cast his burden upon the Lord, a sense of trust and peace conquered his troubled spirit. How many of you all know prayer always makes the difference? When you read in Psalms 55, prayer made the difference. It did not change David's circumstances. Fact of the matter is, Absalom was still attacking him. And Ahithophel had still betrayed him. It, it, it It did not change his circumstances, but it did change David. I want you to know prayer doesn't always change your circumstances, but prayer has a way of changing you. No matter what the crisis is, the Lord will meet our every need. He would either remove the crisis or give us the strength to walk through it. Either way, God will always act for our good and make us stronger than ever before. You all do know that God will work all things out for good to all who absolutely love him and are called to live according to his purpose on earth. And so here in our main verse today, here in this verse, it's a good exhortation for us to pray. You know, if we would be honest, many, many don't pray as we ought to pray. So uh, this exhortation needs to be taken uh, to heart. These verses that I read speaks about three things. It speaks about three things. Number one, it speaks about the periods of prayer. Number two, it speaks about the passion in prayer. And number three, it speaks about the promise for prayer. When you look at the periods of prayer, look at what look at what the psalmist said in verse number 17. He says, evening and morning and at noon will I pray. You know, most people have trouble praying once a day. Some people, the only prayer you pray is when you get ready to go to bed at night. Now that lay me down to sleep, I pray the Lord my soul to keep. And if I should die before I wake, then you sleep. Some of y'all go to sleep praying, just, just, just tired and exhausted. You go to sleep praying. Many people don't even pray or they have trouble praying once a day. But our text speak of praying at least (laughs) three scheduled times a day. Somebody say, but pastor, three times a day seem seem too much. 
People will complain that they do not have time to pray three times a, a day. Well, would you agree with me here for a moment that people can watch TV for hours? They can spend time reading books half the day on Facebook and other social media sites. So they have no excuse for not praying more. You got to find time to pray. The Bible said men alter what always pray and never faint. We used to sing a song, I know what prayer can do. Prayer has brought me through. And so three times a day is not too much to pray. And I need to let somebody know it's praying time. We're living in a day, we're living in a time now that it's praying time. If you look at the sixth chapter of the book of Daniel, there's a very familiar passage of scripture that's in that chapter. The Bible let us know that Daniel prayed three times a, a day. Did you not know that Daniel was a high official in the government at the time that he prayed? When you look at the sixth chapter of the book of Daniel, right around the seventh and the eighth verse, you all know the story. It tells us about how all the presidents of the kingdom, the governors and the princes, the counselors and the captains, they had consulted together to establish a royal ruling and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any God or man for 30 days, they would be cast into the dens of lions. In other words, whoever prayed to their God Within a 30-day period, if they were caught, they would be cast into a den of lions. And then the Bible tells us in that eighth verse that the king had established the decree, and he also signed the decree. Oh, but thank God in the 10th verse of that chapter, let us know that David Daniel was a praying man. And it says, now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house. Well, well, I don't mean to preach too much about that part of it, but how many of y'all know prayer got to start right there in your house? Lord have mercy. I'm trying to help somebody here. You ought to have an altar right there at your house. And I don't necessarily mean you got to go to Home Depot and buy some two by fours and build a, a standard church altar, but right, you ought to dedicate a place in your house. You ought to call that the altar of the Lord and you ought to spend some time praying in your house. But the Bible says that he went into his house and he said that his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem. The Bible said that he kneeled down upon his knees three times a day and he prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. In other words, Daniel had the attitude that regardless to what the king and the presidents and the governors and the princes and the counselors have to say, he said, I'm a praying man. 
And how many of y'all know when you a praying man and when you a praying woman, you won't let nothing stop you. He didn't go hide himself in the closet. He didn't say, oh, God knows my heart and I'll, I'll just pray on the inside. But he opened up his windows toward Jerusalem and he began to pray three times a, a day. And how many of y'all know that prayer will sometimes get you in trouble? Oh, yeah, Daniel will tell you. Prayer will sometimes get you in trouble. But one thing I know that if prayer gets you in trouble, prayer will also get you out of trouble. And of course, my God, Daniel got caught. They told off on Daniel. And to make a long story short, they came and got him. And they threw him in the lion's den. And you all know the story how he stayed there all night long with some hungry lions. But how many of y'all know that it don't matter whether you're in the lion's den or whether or not you're in the fiery furnace, whether you're on a lonely island called Patmos, as long as the Lord go with you, everything will be all right. And I need to encourage somebody right now, take the Lord along with you. Take the Lord along with you everywhere you go. Take him right there in the midst of what you're going through. And I promise you everything is going to be all right. You know how God kept Brother Daniel. And then and then when the king found out, my God, notice what happened. You can read it there in the sixth chapter. When they brought Daniel out of the lion's den and they threw the other men into the den, the Bible said that before their feet hit the ground, the lions devoured them. Isn't it amazing how God can protect whew, all night long, regardless to what the devil say, regardless to what the devil does? And I want to encourage somebody, it don't matter what it look like right now. You may feel like you're in the lion's den and it may seem like all hope is gone, but I dare you to have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about your problems. Take your burdens to the Lord and just leave them there and God will work everything out all right. You do know that the prayers of God's people are effective against the overwhelming evil in this world. And I mean, y'all know there's a lot of evil that's going on in this world, but it's praying time that if my people would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, God made a promise to us. He said, then will I hear from heaven and I'll forgive their sins, and I will heal the land. And so whatever you do, and wherever you go, always have a prayer time. David said, I'll pray evening, I'll pray in the morning, and I'll pray at noon. Not only was there a period for prayer, but then I see some passion in the prayer, because notice what he says. He says, and cry aloud. Oh God, he said he's going to cry loud. You, you, you know, these times 
of prayer were not casual, but earnest. And when you look at that word earnest, that means they were forceful. They were strong. They were passionate. In other words, there's some intenseness there. He said, I got to cry aloud. Cry aloud tells us that David was going through something. And I need you to understand that it is not necessary to always cry aloud in order to be earnest. That's not what I'm trying to tell you. But what I am trying to tell you is that crying aloud indicates earnestness and that earnestness needs to be a part of our prayer life if we are going to pray effectively. Every now and then you got to cry out to God. How many of y'all know every now and then that little cute prayer ain't going to work? Some of y'all are going through some stuff. You need God to work a miracle in your life. And somebody said, well, God, God's not deaf. God can hear a whisper. But what David is telling us in this text, he says that when I pray in the evening, the morning and at noon, because of what I'm going through, my own son is trying to kill me. And my best friend, who was my counselor, have told my God, my son, all my secrets. And now they are working together. And so I don't have no choice but to pray. Even though I may not know what to say. He said, I don't have no choice but to pray. In the evening, in the morning, and at noon. And I can't whisper this prayer. I need God to hear me. And somebody, you're listening to me right now. And you're saying, Pastor, I need I need God to hear me. I'm going through some stuff and I need God to hear me. Well, guess what, David? David sets the example. He said, you got to cry loud. Every now and then, you got to get ugly. Oh, God, help me preach. Hallelujah. Every now and then, the mascara got to run. Uh, Every now and then, the bun got to come off. Every now and then, you got to fall flat on your face. And you got to cry loud unto the Lord. Because when I cry loud unto God, it shows the earnestness of my heart. Some of us pray as if, God, if you answer, fine. If you don't, answer, fine. But somebody, you need to hear from God. Somebody, you need to answer from God. And David said, don't stop praying. He says, keep on praying. Because it is the fervent prayer. According to James 5 and 16, it is the fervent prayer of a righteous man that availeth much. And then when you look at verse 17 of the fifth chapter of the book of James, it talks about Elijah. It says, Elijah, though a man subject to like passions as we are, he said that he prayed earnestly. In other words, he prayed passionately. He prayed forcefully. He prayed intensely. Hey, he prayed earnestly. And guess what? He got things done for God as a result. 
He was a man just like us, a human being who had passions and feelings just like we have and who faced the same temptations and trials that we do. Yet Elijah, he prayed earnestly. How many of y'all know that when you want God to stop the rain, glory, you can't be cute with that prayer. Ah, Elijah prayed earnestly for it not to rain. And guess what? God heard his prayer. God heard his prayer. Y'all, I need y'all to hear me. He heard his prayer and it did not rain for three years and six months. Don't tell me what God can't do. When you pray earnestly before God and when you cry out to God, God, he'll hear you when you pray. It did not rain for three years mm, and six months. And then Elijah turns around and then he prayed again for it to rain. And guess what? And it rained on the earth and the earth bore its fruit. The point is simply this, prayer, earnest and fervent prayer is effective. Prayer still works, my God. God hears and God still answers a prayer. Oh, have I got a witness? Is there anybody that I'm talking to? You know that you serve a prayer answering God. He's opened up a door for you. He's made a way for you. Bless your name, Jesus. It's good to see Brother Acox and Sister Janice signing on. My God, Brother Acox having some physical challenges. Hey, but look, he done signed on today. Why? Because Sister Janice, all she asks, she just said, y'all just keep praying for us. Hey, glory. Y'all just keep praying for us. Hey, prayer is the key. Y'all need to understand that prayer is the answer. God hears and God still answers prayer. And if we are not earnest, if we're not serious, if we are not sincere in our praying, we cannot expect God to be earnest in his response to our prayer. But when you pray earnestly, God will answer earnestly. When you pray forcefully, God will answer forcefully. When you pray intensely, God will answer intensely. Oh, somebody ought to clap those hands and say, thank God that he answers a prayer. And it's sad, it's sad, it's sad that some people see prayer as a last resort to be tried when all else fails. And this approach is backwards. Prayer should always come first. Always consult God first before you go searching Google for the answer. Search God first. Before you call your closest friend, call on God first. My God, because what did God say to his prophet Jeremiah? He said, call on me and I will answer thee. And not only am I going to answer you, but I'll show thee great 
and marvelous things which thou knowest not. And so God said, if you call on me, I'm going to show you some things. You asked him for one thing, but not only am I going to bless you with that, but I'm going to bless you, my God, with things that you didn't know about. Things you wasn't even expecting, but you got the call knowing that I'm going to answer you. God is ready to answer our prayers, but we must ask him for assistance. Surely God could take care of our needs without us asking. We don't have to ask God. He already know what we need. But guess what? When we ask, we are acknowledging that he alone is God and that we cannot accomplish in our own strength all that is in his domain to do. Yes, I know God knows. But when I talk to God, I'm acknowledging him and I'm letting him know that without him, I can do nothing. Without him, I would fail. I'm letting him know that he is my healer. I'm letting him know he is my way maker. He is my door opener. That he is my sustainer. He is my refuge and strength. He is my light and my salvation. He's my everything. And so when you pray, you are acknowledging that God, ah, without you, I'm nothing. And so let me get ready to close. Davis gives us the period of which we ought to pray. He says in the evening, in the morning, and at noonday. And then he gives us not only the period, but then he gives us the passion in prayer. We got to cry loud. Hallelujah. We've got to cry loud unto God. Cry out to him and he will answer you. And then he gives us the promise for prayer. It's right in the latter part of the verse. He says, he shall hear my voice. He shall hear my voice. He shall. Somebody need to grab that out of the atmosphere. He shall hear my voice. Now you have to understand that word here. It comes from the Hebrew word Shema. Huh? It means more than just listening with the ear. It means to hearken. It means to heed. It means to act in response to what has been said. And so when you see that word here, yeah, yeah, some folk here, but ain't nothing they can do about it. But when God hears us, God responds. Oh, God. I said, you know, sometimes we try to turn a deaf ear to what people really need. But when God hears us, part of his hearing is to respond. And so this promise simply means that God will answer your prayer. Oh, somebody ought to write in the chat, God will answer my prayer. Now, be careful before you write it. Because we like a yes all the time. 
But sometimes God got to tell us no. Sometimes God tells us to wait. Sometimes God will say yes. But how many of y'all know because God knows all about us, he knows your uprising, he knows your downsetting, he knows how frail we are, he knows how broke you are, he knows how sick you are, but when you pray, God hears, he's going to respond, respond, and that's why when you pray, you say, not my will, but thine will be done. God, I'm making my request known to you. But in the midst of my requests, I want your will to be done. The promise is God will answer when we pray. You're not praying in vain. A holy God in heaven hears our prayers and he'll respond to them. This promise ought to inspire us to pray. If nothing else does, it ought to inspire us to pray. It is a tremendous encouragement to know that almighty God, the creator of the universe, will hear our prayers and respond to them. Though lowly and obscure and humble we may be, God still hears our prayers. You may not be able to get government officials to hear your pleas, but someone that's bigger than any governmental official, he'll hear you. David said in Psalms, and I'm finished, 95 and 15, he said, he shall call upon me and I will answer him. Listen at the Lord. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Isaiah the prophet said in Isaiah 58 and 9, then will I call and the Lord will answer. He says, you will cry for help and he will say, here I am. (laughs) Somebody need God to say, here I am. But he said, when you call for help, He'll say, here I am. He said, get rid of that joke. Uh, Don't point your finger and say wicked things, but believe God and trust God that when when I call on him, God's going to say, here I am. (laughs) When I call on him with an earnest heart, God says, here, here I am. St. John 15 and 7 uh, if you abide, if you live in me, and what I say lives in you, uh, then ask for anything you want, and it will be yours. King James, abide in me, my word abide in you. Ask what you will, and it shall be given unto you. And then, last but not least, John in First John three, twenty one and twenty two, he says, "Dear friends." If our conscience doesn't condemn us, we can boldly look to God. Clear your conscience. (laughs) Clear your conscience. He says that if your conscience don't condemn you, you can boldly look to God. 
and receive from him anything we asked. We receive it because we obey his commandments and do what pleases him. He said, if your ways please me, <laughs> if your ways please me, if you are obedient to my command, you can come boldly to the throne of grace. Ask what you will. And God's going to say, here I am. <laughs> God's going to say, here I am. And when you are in the will of God, whatever God's answer is, you'll say yes to the Lord. I say yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. I say yes, Lord, yes. I'm willing to obey. When the Spirit speaks to me, in other words, how I many know when you pray, the Holy Ghost will make intercession for you. Ah, in other words, your spirit is going to line up. That means you're going to pray the right prayer. Amen. Because you're going to pray according to the will of God. And when you pray, you need to know that God will. He'll answer you. And whatever the answer may be for now, you just need to tell God yes. You need to thank him because he already knows. So as for me, I will call upon God and the Lord shall save me evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud and he shall hear my voice. Every eye closed every head bow as we go before God now in prayer, knowing that God hears us when we pray. God hears us. Some of y'all been discouraged, but keep praying. God hears you. God is working. Now he may not be working as fast as you want him to work. But God's timetable is not your timetable. It's only up to us to just trust God. Just trust God. Somebody say, God is getting mighty close. You, you God, you get too close to the deadline. God is never late. He's never late. God don't have a deadline. <laughs> We're the ones with deadlines. Whenever God shows up, he's right on time. It's up to us to just call unto him. And he will answer you. And while you wait on the answer, while you wait on the answer, we've got to keep praising God. We've got to keep magnifying God. We have to keep declaring his wonders and his greatness towards us. Now, God, I thank you for your goodness. 
Thank you for your love. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your tender mercies. I share with your people what you placed on my heart to share. And you have declared that your word would not go forth void, but it would accomplish what you set out for it to accomplish. God, I thank you because I know that when we call you, you say, here I am. God, I thank you because we know that if we just wait on you, God, that you will renew our strength. And God, we cry loud. We spare not. Mm. We cry loud unto you, O oh God. We pray with all earnestness. Oh, God, we pray. God, I pray that you bless these, your people. You know, every need, once again, that's under the sound of my voice, meet every need in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you for your healing touch. Hey, bless your name, Jesus. We've asked you to heal, God, and you have manifested yourself, and you continue to manifest yourself. And God, we say thank you. Hallelujah. We say thank you, oh God. We praise your great name. There's none like you in all the earth. Oh God, we say thank you. But God, if there's one that don't know your darling son, Jesus Christ, as their personal savior, God, I pray that you will save them before it's too late. They cannot come unless you draw them. God, draw them before it's too late. In the mighty name of Jesus. God, we pray for those that are in high positions. We pray your hand of protection over the entire world, God. As this coming week is going to be a week for so many. Week of frustration, a week of battle, a week of worry, and a week of fretting, a week of, of, of some damnable things that have, we have never seen take place before. But God, you are in control. And I pray your hand of protection. Upon everyone, oh God. Bind the works of Satan. We bind him on every hand. The spirit of confusion, the spirit of hostility, the spirit of racism, the spirit, my God, that's not of you, oh God. We rebuke it in the name of Jesus and we pray for peace because you are the Prince of Peace. Have that no way now, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Try praying.